Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. It's a great show. It's a tremendous show. It's a terrific show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. Just look at that hat. That's what <laughs> Donald Trump had to say in between assassination threats, anyway. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And we've got a nice big face with us tonight. The biggest, <laughs> in fact, if you're considering only Mikey's, I'm told. Yes. Biggest Mikey. The biggest of them all. What is going on, Internet yeah. YouTube world? What's going on, Matt? Happy, What's going on, Happy to have you, man. Um, <laughs> happy to be here. Mikey's, uh, I, I found you, you were a fan of the show, and, I, and so I found you that way, and you've got your own smooth, stylish, cool podcast that I'm going to plug and profess my own love for shortly here. But Thank um, you, thank you. We, we've got a lot of issues to cover tonight. In addition to that, man, it's been, uh, well, who knows what's going on in Milwaukee right now. We're going to try to make sense of that because yet another police killing, and uh yet another uh, riot and burning and vandalism and threatening and beating people up and all this terrible stuff in the name of um justice and freedom or whatever but beyond that it was a crazy week for some campaign uh campaign issues for both presidential candidates we had uh donald trump's second amendment commentary and calling obama and hillary the uh the founder and co-founder of isis <laughs> We had, I think, the, still the underreported story of the week, Omar Mateen's dad on stage oh, with man. Hillary. Uh, oh, my the, God. the Orlando shooter's dad on stage with Hillary and endorsing Hillary after the event with reporters, which is amazing. And I, I don't want to say hilarious, but it's kind of funny. Uh, I would <laughs> say, like, of all the underreported stories that you mentioned... I feel like the only people reporting on the Omar Mateen dad story was on Twitter. Like I didn't see. Oh, yeah, anywhere. I mean, I saw the CBS coverage and that was it. But it was short. Oh, CBS man. covered it though. They did. Yeah, that's how I found out. Jesus uh, well, Christ. people tweeting this the CBS story. Um, but beyond that, there was also the there was more email revelations. There's uh, that cozy relationship between. Uh, Hillary's State Department and um, donors or supporters of the Clinton Foundation. So there's another issue to discuss there. And then the, the last issue, I don't know if we'll get to it, but we might with, with everyone pissed off about Bernie going full 1% of the 1% of the 1% <laughs> and buying a $600,000 vacation home. Dude's been 1%. <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting issue. But it'll be all this and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you kindly for uh, liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And I want to say double thank you to our patrons because thanks to our patrons and, and, even, and our one-time one supporters of the show as well, uh, this week we invested in a full professional microphone setup for Blonde. The last piece isn't here yet. Yay. But it's going to be in place for next week's show. And it's going to... It's... it's 
exactly like this piece of equipment that I worship that I, <laughs> I think sounds good. Uh, so it's going to sound just as good for her. And that is thanks to our patrons. So thank you, patrons. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I really sound. appreciate it. This microphone's driving me crazy. Yes, every every time before the show, it's a battle of us trying to set it up in the exact right spot so it doesn't get any weird background noise coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then Skag has to edit it out before posting it. It's yeah. a big pain in the ass. And I get mad and I call her names. And, um, hey. What kind of names? I didn't what kind know of names? that. No, I'm just... I like to feel well. There's there's always the ongoing like uh, rumors that like I don't know, blonde and I have a secret romance or something. So I would like to create rumors that we have secret uh, like fights or tension or something like that. Best believe yeah, that shit was on my mind. It was absolutely on my oh, mind. Oh yeah, well, you guys went to the RNC. Oh, t- you should have seen the comments. <laughs> the comments are people. crazy. Yeah. He's like, finally I, I gonna get it in. Yeah. <laughs> No, I wanted to keep it very civil. I was just like, man, these guys are probably going to do it or like, you know, do this just for work, just for their, uh, just for content for the podcast. I was like, don't put your mind in the gutter, Michael. But then <laughs> Mikey's brain just sat there just like, I wonder if well, they want to get a bed and breakfast. <laughs> you and I could, everybody else, Mikey. You and I could everyone. do a whole show on uh, not only the fact that we're two spoken for respectful people who would not. Uh, do such a thing to one another or to one another's right, uh, right, significant right. others. But also, man, I like this show and yeah, I want this show to survive. Yeah. And if that happens, there's like no better way to kill this show than to, than to bang do your that. co-host. Bet, yes. That's, that's, that's your ass. If I find out you guys started like, like flirting back and forth, it's just like to my left of me, it's Rebecca. How you doing, boo-boo? Yeah. I'm doing really good, Matthew. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm, I'm click X. I'm done. I'm I done. Probably I'm shouldn't, we probably shouldn't have been so um, honest and forthright here because we I could know, have played it up and then put some artificial drama into the show to, yeah. I don't know, make it perform well artificially. But, you know, that and, ship is sailed. break my heart, huh? <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, there's a few, a few more things I wanted to get to at the top of the show before I... Because we got a jam-packed show. I got to get through it. I... I don't want to talk about these stupid rumors. Anyway, um, I forgot to share this last week because we, of course, love our listeners. Uh, We especially love our listeners who get in touch with us on email or Twitter. And we double especially love our listeners who send us fan art. And we got that amazing piece of fan art that I forgot to share last week, but I'm going to do justice to it this week because it's just it's so good. And I want to pull it up here. Where are we? Um, Here we go. Uh, so this is by uh, Facepalm Reality on Twitter, and it's a picture of Daryl Lamont Jenkins at his computer watching Beauty in the Beta, lamenting the fact that there are facts and reason at play. But like any masterpiece, the, uh, the beauty is in the details here. His keyboard only has two buttons, one of which says racist and fascist. And he has a poster <laughs> on the wall of me endorsing Diet Cuck. Which uh, I think is just hilarious, not only in the context of the show, but also the fact that I have uh, a pretty firm addiction to Diet Coke and our Coke Zero. So really, really good work. Uh, Just wanted to shout out Facepalm Reality for that. Uh, I really hope cause... I really hope no one in the chat right now who's watching this hoping that this is like the debate you guys were supposed to have with Daryl Lamont Jenkins. No, his hair is it's ever going to get. <laughs> his hair close. didn't grow like this. It's really <laughs> oh, oh, you mean you? <laughs> yeah, no. This is as close as we're going to get too. You could uh, role play Daryl if you want. I mean, hey, listen, listen. You guys are racist. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. And I don't want to put you on the spot. I forgot. I was going to put this in the show notes. I you told me on Twitter. 
that you had a pretty good impression of me. Oh shit! But I, oh, you can you can shit. you can opt out. I didn't. To be fair, I didn't give you. I'm putting you totally on the spot right now. I didn't give you a heads up before the show. So if you want to decline, I, I will if, give you that. I wish if you did, because see, I was gonna start. If I was gonna do that, I was actually gonna read off some uh, some like nutrition facts because you do you you speak in a very like. Um, like 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 in a bully bullet pointy kind of way, like yeah. point yeah. by point yeah. everything. And I was like, if I had some nutrition facts or whatever snack I was eating, I would have been like, oh god, this would have been. Hold on, hold on, babe, can you pass me that monster real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go get some nutrition facts, and I'll start <laughs> plugging your podcast because that's the other thing I want to do at the top of the show here. Um, so as I was mentioning, your podcast is new. I've started listening to it because you, you know you're the person yeah. that supports the show. You send me your stuff, of course I'll check it out. Checked out the first episode and I was like, yeah, this is this is something I enjoy. This this is great. I'm gonna keep Thank listening you. to Thank this you. Um, because it's got style and it's got uh, it's got good production, attention to detail, um, and it's more than say like a Google Hangout. You know, <laughs> like there's there's yeah. I can tell you sat down and you've put time into making this something that's stylistically interesting, and that's why I think it's so cool. Um, and I, I was listening to your most recent episode, episode three that you just posted this last week. And I was mowing the lawn. You know, I like to listen to podcasts while I'm doing chores or like, you know, doing mindless activity. And I'm out mowing the lawn and you start every episode, which I think is really cool with like a, a story of sorts that's kind yeah. of, um, and they're usually kind of ambiguous. Like you use a lot of pronouns. You don't really know who's talking or who you're talking about necessarily. Mm-hmm. And Last episode, you kind of had this emotional story about loss and about a, a, an important person in your life. And I want I've cut it down to just mm-hmm. like a minute and a half, but I wanted to share it to give our listeners a, a taste of your podcast and also what I think is just, I think it's all great. I think this is maybe the best your podcast has, has done in three short episodes. I think this is just a really cool moment that I want to share. So let me, let well, me thank cue you. That. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Let me cue. Uh, let's get this. Um, biggest Mikey podcast, briefly. Let's go. I guess I, you know, they say whenever you're remembering someone you've lost, it's uh, best to remember the good times. And uh, I guess one of the best times I remember is just the old days of uh, playing catch, you know, in, uh, in our family backyard. Always afterwards, you know, especially on a hot summer day, you know. Um, I get my good old piggyback ride, and we go get ice cream. You know, I'm, I'm an adult now, but ever since you know, uh, you know, um, we kind of separated or something like that. Like ice cream itself hasn't tasted the same. He would always call me, you know, his big man, and you know, he said one day I'd be bigger than him, and I never believed that. I said, hey, you're one of the biggest things I've ever seen before. You know, said, now you'll be one day, you'll be greater than me. He said, you go forth and you go and be a man. The man like I could never be. May 28th, that was that day. Went to go see him, or at least try to make my way out to Cincinnati, but before I could. Before I could. A fucking misbehaving three-year-old got into his goddamn cage, and the zookeeper couldn't help but shoot him. Just... Life snatched right before my eyes. I love you, Harambe. 
Okay, so <laughs> the whole thing, and I I cut that like a third of the to yeah. like a third or half. Yeah, this whole thing is a drawn out Harambe joke, and I literally stopped <laughs> mowing the lawn. I was saying, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I told you on Twitter, like any good movie with a twist in the end, when you finally hit the punchline at the end, you listen to it again, and it takes on a completely new, different tale. Yeah, the piggyback ride. <laughs> yeah one day you'll be bigger than it's like one day you'll be bigger than me <laughs> right 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 and uh, so uh, that that to me is just an example of there's clearly a, a lot of thought put into this there's a lot of production put into this and I, yeah, I think it's really good i hope some people will go no check thought, it out there was no thought until oh. before before i hit record in garage band i was just like what am i gonna well, it's oh wait i got man. something <laughs> when i was listening to it i mean i to me it sounds like a story about a, a son and his father and i think that's kind of what you had intended and it's pretty compelling and i'm trying to figure it out as i'm listening to it and it ends up just being a dumbass harambe joke anyway uh, <laughs> uh, that's the biggest mikey podcast you can get it on youtube itunes soundcloud it's all linked in the description and i hope people will check it out but uh man we're like we're 13 minutes in. We got to get to I'm these so topics. Sorry, man. Matt, host your fucking show, man. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's what I wanted to talk about. So um, let's... Uh, I don't... The problem is the, the details are even hazy so far. So my understanding is uh, uh, there was a shooting within the last 48 hours or something in Milwaukee of... Uh, a guy holding a gun, a guy with a gun, uh, police say he pointed the gun at the cops. They shot him. We don't even know who the officer is. We don't even know, I, I believe. We don't know who the officer is. We don't know who the person who was shot is. We know the 23-year-old and the 24-year-old. That's it. Apparently, the victim was black. Doesn't matter. Whole city goes wild. Not the whole city, but a, a good chunk of it goes wild in the kind of burning and vandalism and crazy acts that you would expect. Um, because His you know, name was Silville K. Smith. Oh, so it's released now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and officer is the race, was black. The officer was black? No way. Are you serious? I saw that I saw in the tweet, I think it was like a breaking news tweet or something like that. I think like the uh, the police chief in Milwaukee said that the uh the officer that yeah. shot him was African American. And, and the like, victim was also black? Is that Yeah. And that's yep. confirmed? Okay. Well, uh you guys ready to just I don't know, get a combination it's, of angry and disappointed and it, mad and well, you got more. Skag, to I know you for sure watched this, but my one YouTube video on the scale on the Corin Gaines thing, yeah. I said it straight up in the second half of the video. It's now come to the fact that Black Lives Matter will protest in the streets now whenever an officer has to use lethal force to oppose lethal opposition. Yeah. And I was like, this is what's going to happen right now. Now cops are just going to get crucified for doing their jobs. You point a gun at me. It's it's it. You point a gun at any officer, anybody else who has a gun. Like expect repercussion. Yeah. No. You you. Uh, the phrase I've heard on Crowder's show that he uses is "You've forfeited your right to live." Basically. Yes. And I think that's the proper way to describe it. You yeah. you might not die. You might not. Yeah. You might get away with it, but you have forfeited your the claim yeah. to your life at that point. Like, please, um, you're going to be maimed by bullets. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. There's not English bobbies on the fucking street right now. These guys have guns too, and they'll go to war with you if you're if if you're willing. You know, I, have, uh, there there were two pieces of video that I, when looking at this stuff before the show that I wanted to share. One is a local Milwaukee reporter's account because reporters on the scene at this 
protest, which is actually a riot, arguably a terrorist act. Oh, um, the reporters were harassed for even showing up. And then there was another like bad cell phone video that I got from Paul Joseph Watson's Twitter account that shows these activists slash rioters slash terrorists targeting white people as they go through the neighborhood. And they're literally saying that person's white, get him. He white break his shit. And they're just smashing cars and stuff. So I want to, it's a couple minutes worth of footage, but just for context, right. because I, I didn't see a lot of on the Sunday morning news this morning or the the news shows this morning. I just saw like, Oh, there was like violent activity, but they didn't show the level of detail that these clips show, at least right. that I've seen. So let's cue this one up one second. Let me get that up on screen. Okay. So this is the, this is um, from a um, reporter in Milwaukee, somebody on the scene and listen carefully right. to what she says. People setting dumpsters on fire and throwing bricks at I just want to get just, setting dumpsters on fire Black Lives Matter is an actual dumpster fire at this point I want that uh, oh, understood yeah. <laughs> it's on the record yeah I, I co-signed that crowd of people a large crowd of I'd say about 50 people crowded around our news car they started cursing at us calling us names telling us that we're not from here we're hearing uh, profanities against police we've had pictures of police cars that have been smashed with bricks one allegedly set on fire there have been reports of a gas station and possibly another building set on fire our news crews have been out there they came back bloodied and bruised people news crews bloodied and bruised down to their shoes news crews robbed news crews threatened and at the time of this reporting they said uh one gas station burned since then i've seen reports of up to six businesses burned there we go there we go we're we're this this is how you make history guys your life is fixed yeah and and then there's this footage sorry the source of which is unclear to me Uh, hold on let me so I'm going to turn this down just a little bit. It's a little bit loud, but this is some grainy, unfortunately, vertical orientation cell phone footage that I found that Paul Joseph Watson shared this morning. I'm not sure who it's from, but this is on the scene. And again, listen carefully to some of the things that they say, because it's just outrageous. They start out with these black power chants. So powerful. Okay, now they're smashing street signs with rocks. Okay, did you hear that? Stop. They're, they white get their ass. I'm going to play That's, that one more. They white get their ass. It, it gets worse. They white. And they're just smashing people's cars. They beaten up every white person. They beaten up every white person. Oh my God. Man, that white person come down, Sherman. Are you fucking kidding me? No white people allowed on this street. My God. He white beat his shit, bitch. You what? Like. This is the I stuff that, the, that you don't see on mainstream news sources. God damn. In the 90s we did. They've beaten up every white person. They beat up every... 
They make the squad cars leave. Hmm. And then there's more. They go up to this balcony up here, or like this house window. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Ooh, no, look, no, no, no! Oh my God! Look! I will turn that motherfucker into Walking Dead. Oh my God! Look! You back the fuck away from my car. Who they just beat up, bro? Now see, this ain't nothing to play about. I think they just beat some white bitch ass for no reason. They bust her window and everything. Yeah. Oh what? my okay. God! Oh my God! I hadn't seen that. Isn't it? Uh, can we be honest about? I mean, uh, this is uh, the most ahead. racist thing I've ever seen. I've yeah. never seen a white person this racist before in my entire life. Never, not once. Yep. I, I don't there know it that is. it gets any more racist than that. Ta ta picking out people on account of their race and targeting them for violence on account of their race. I don't. That, I don't know what level. Put, that literally put me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Skag. No, that, go for that, it. that literally put me in a bad spot when I first. I didn't see the ones where they were just started, just world starring random white people. Like I didn't see that one. I saw like the gas station. Mm -hmm. uh, go up and that was like that was enough for me i was just like adhering like the black power chants almost like almost echo and mirrored like how white power chants start like sounded to me i was like yeah. this yeah. isn't powerful to me and then i saw like all the cars getting smashed and shit like this and i'm like and watch i want i want to see i can't wait to see obama say nothing yeah about really. this i think that's I, your only option go ahead anyone who wants to defend this the floor is yours. I want to hear it. Yeah. Why is this justified? Yeah, yeah, please, please make up stories about like how um, you know the, white uh, people need the to share, listen. The shared turmoil that they expect to share with me about all this shit going on. I was like, no, motherfucker, you're fucking crazy. I'm not like you. Could, it's much more powerful to stay indoors and not burn down your own fucking convenience stores. Like yeah, that's. Right. That's insanity right there. And, but these uh, people believe that they're being picked off, uh, you know, by the police because of when their you live in a, That's how they. That's live, how they behave this way. When you live a life without like hope or opportunities or even any sort of good guidance model to tell you what right and wrong is, like the only thing you're going to know how to do is 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 come in contact with the law. They look at you as just like the law is keeping me from doing shit. The law is keeping me from doing what I need to feed my family, despite it being right. mostly illegal shit all the time. I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. And it's sadly, the national like guard got called in too. Oh, yeah. That that's the last piece of the story. This national oh, really? guard on the ground to control. I don't know. I mean, you have to, you, this, how else do you control it? I, I mean, I, I think they're going to need more than the national guard. If this keeps you know, <laughs> progressing, I don't know. I, I, I at some point, the they almost, they almost mainstream media sources need floods. to be honest that Black Lives Matter is, if not already there. I mean, I, I don't know how you look at this and don't call something like this pretty much terrorist activity. Yeah, yeah. But you, there needs to be a lot. I mean, it seems like there's the 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 political left and, and media sources are always coddling this movement because of you know grievances that that the communities of colors uh, communities of color have maybe they do that's fine but there's nothing that justifies this type of behavior i don't i don't no. need to listen it's hard. No, no hillary says white people need to listen well how do you Fun listen that, when no. they're smashing your car it's not they're not at a podium speaking to me they're trying to smash my shit yeah that's, that's not listening that's how i kind of looked at that whole situation i was just like i like i, I want I, I i feel like all of like the left wing media at first probably still kind of reported this, like the beginnings of this um, incident, kind of like how they did the Paul O'Neill thing, where it's just like unarmed teen shot by um, 
shot by a police officer is all like like how much they changed the language of it all. Mm-hmm. They they'll probably they probably said something like um uh black suspect shot by a police officer in Milwaukee and that's all people need to just start seeing red or I guess in this oh, case yeah. darker black. <laughs> and I love how they abandon narratives as soon as new information about the suspect comes out. Like uh Corinne Gaines, was that her name? Oh yeah. The we left haven't... just stopped talking about her because it came out that there was a six hour standoff and that she was, you know, brandishing a shotgun and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you crackers. She, I she still put, she put she put her uh, five-year-old son sandwiched between her and the other police officer. I know, I know. So when the I, left found that out, they were like, ooh, let's not touch this. I still thing. saw a couple people pushing the, like, killed over traffic tickets? Uh, no, killed like, for pointing a ha- shotgun so at cops and saying, I'm going to kill you like, if you don't leave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, here's, the, here's what I keep getting. I was just like, why did they have to kill her? They did not have to do that. Everybody else, they just get arrested. Okay. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. Well, okay? I don't want to have to be the officer who's like, hey, um, well, I don't know, whatever, Officer Mikey, it's your job yeah. to go. Uh, why don't you go try to put Corinne Gaines wielding a 12 <laughs> gauge in yeah. handcuffs? But you're not no, allowed to, to to use force against her. Just did you guys ask see nicely. The full, did you guys see the full video of her um, of her son holding the camera phone? Yeah. Like filming the whole thing? It, it was took, deeply it took, disturbing. disturbing. Yeah. I felt bad for the kids in the back seat. Like the little, like the the son was crying because, like, it seemed like yeah. the only person that was in their right mind in that entire video was her five year old son and the police officers outside. Like, well, if he's adopted into a good family, there's a good likelihood that he'll end up better than he otherwise would have. I hope so at least I there's hope that silver lining. Yeah, I mean, how but sad she was is a that? terrible, terrible mother. I mean, she was an unfit mother and she was insane. I mean, right? There's vi- there's videos. Oh, yeah, she- I'm sorry. Go ahead. She, I mean, the, the, if I'm thinking the same video you're describing, she's literally coaching her son about how the police are going to yeah, try to kill her. Yeah, are going to try she, to kill her. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's awful. And the idea, I mean, I don't dispute the idea that the child will almost certainly be better off in a foster care setting than with her. And but just how sad that is. How sad yeah, that is yeah. that that you would even entertain the idea of like, well, maybe this is for the best. But yeah, yeah. I mean, my God, what a. I know they, like, it's oh, not a good spot for a kid, that's for sure. Wasn't he wounded also? Yeah, he I think shot so. shot in the arm. Yeah. I, I, know like, I know you're on like the 30, uh, 30 minutes um, into your show, but like just a little fact check. Did you guys ever see the video of the little boy in the hospital essentially being kind of leaded on and badgered on by his aunt about what happened? Like they um, put it like he was like hooked up to all this other sh- uh, like IV and shit. You see his arm bandaged and all that stuff like that in the hospital bed. And I guess Corin's sister, his aunt, had like put the camera phone in his face. I'll talk about it like, and what happened afterwards? Uh, they sh- you could tell he's like doped up on anesthetics. My and, God. And he was just like, and that's when they shot you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I looked up, like, all the video about this, and I kind of put myself in my own cringe compilation of, like, the YouTube video, like, people, like, content creators who were supporting Corinne Gaines, or, say, supporting excuses for Corinne Gaines's, um stupidity. So she was indoctrinating a sedated five-year-old, is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably the only person willing to accept Black Lives Matter narratives at this point, is a sedated five-year-old. That's about <laughs> the, the, the power of their and persuasion her, at this point. And yeah, it's really. fucking fan. Like I said, if, if, if CPS got a hold of that video, which it wouldn't be hard to do, then, like, of course, that kid has to be moved away from that family. Like, that that's the only option. They I would hope- never do that. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. I don't even I don't even know what to say about this stuff because the stuff out of Milwaukee is just so clear cut. There is no there's really no competing interpretation here. There's just right and wrong. 
And I'm just, the only thing I can say is I'm not seeing sufficient reporting on this. That's, that's honest about the, just how bad that really is. It always gets out though. The way way you put it though, it's the most racist thing I've ever seen. I mean, I think that's pretty spot on. I can't remember something that I've seen. Have you ever seen anything like that where white people are trying to pick off black people, a video of people actually doing that? I've never seen it. No, I've never seen anything like that before. Unless, unless it was an old civil rights video. No, nothing in contemporary uh, times. No, not at all. I just don't uh-huh. buy this. I just don't really think there's very much racism in the country. I just, I just don't. I never see it in my real life on a daily basis. I never see it. I, 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 I can, t- I can attest to the fact that, like, I, while I've never personally experienced any like racism in my life, I did have um, moments in my life, especially in my family, where like the element of it was brought up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think uh, I, sh- I said in the, the, the video I did, Skag, um, like w- I had a family one time tell me that like, you know, society will always see you as a nigger. And I was just like, okay, fine, bring it on then. Then yeah. I guess it's one nigger versus society. I'm, I'm, that doesn't hold me back. <laughs> like, uh, and isn't that so, I was having a conversation with a friend today too, just about how do you change a culture? Because so much of this is a cultural problem. And even what you said right there, like the idea that you would teach children that you're going to be pushed down by society. I just, it's such a bad thing. Even if it's true, even if it's objective, even if it actually is true, teach a kid that they don't have a shot on the count of the color of their skin and the way society perceives it. That kid's not going to try. And thankfully that doesn't seem to have happened to you, but like, like my dad, um, not to give too much away, like he, um, um, he was kind of the one that told me that, but like at a young age, but like in a more endearing kind of manner. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can only speak to that because I guess like he was, um, what only three or four years old when like the Civil Rights Act was passed, and plus we like live in Texas, so yeah. I think he was speaking towards the fact that just like, um, whatever I can do to inject my son, that like you have to work hard in this life. Yes, you know that's sort of just like you, you, you know, no one's going to give it to you kind of sentiment. That was just like, oh, okay, that that's what that like, and he was right. Like he he's happily retired at fifty five. That's all he wants to do is go fishing right now. It's like okay, that's because he busted his ass, and I was just like. Yeah. Okay, but like the other family member who kind of mentioned that because I was kind of protesting this person's um, just automatic just appraisal, uh, posthumous appraisal of Corin Gaines. I was just like, nah, like what she did was fucking wrong. Like, doesn't matter if she was black or white or any fucking thing like that. Stop pretending you love this bitch. You don't love her. She's she she had a pistol grip pump in her hand, ready to shoot a cop, dumbass. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've said my piece. I, I don't know how. I, I just don't have anything more to say on Milwaukee. To be honest, it's just so cut and dry. Wrong, 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 wrong. Actually <laughs> racist. Actually racist. Violent. Like it checks all the boxes of indefensible, and it's yeah. it's not getting a lot of play. Maybe it will this week. I don't know. But every time something clear cut like this happens, like you know, America's middle America kind of. Um, they just change their mind about it. Like, there's going to be thousands of people every time that something like this happens. That's like, uh, there really is not very much racism going on. Look at this ridiculous thing that they're calling yep. racism. It's just this dumb asshole, you know, shooting at cops or holding. Yeah, gun. totally counterproductive. Yeah, how many people are, have been like, oh yeah, I think uh, they got some legitimate grievances. I think I'll give them a shot. <laughs> no, you've convinced. Yeah. Same way, you know, a lot of people who protest Trump actually create Trump supporters in oh, mass. Yeah. Yeah. This this creates Black Lives Matter opponents in mass. Oh yeah. If not this Trump is just voters. suicide by cop too, which I think Corinne Gaines is the same way. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what yeah, possibly. 
martyr complex, narcissism. Speaking of presidential politics, though, you want to get into into the week that was? Let's yeah, hear it. Uh, so uh, we could go. I the, I see kind of two controversies for each campaign this week. You want to go Trump or Hillary first? Oh, let's do let's do Trump first. Okay. So the what I have listed for Trump this week, you had two. You had two big ones. So you had the Second Amendment comments, <laughs> and then you had the founder of ISIS comments. There was some other stuff, but those are oh, the two shit. primary ones. So let's tackle the Second Amendment one first. I want to give the full context to this statement. We'll talk about the reaction. We can talk about interpretations, but let me cue up that video of Mr. Trump talking about the danger of Hillary Clinton Supreme Court nominees uh, oh, as, they, as they relate to... Whoops. Oh, no. Let me get this back. Okay. Get, as they relate to the, uh, the Second Amendment. Let's go. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick... Sorry. If she gets to pick her judges, <laughs> nothing you can do, folks. <laughs> Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is. I don't know. Of course, and here's a rest of a story for some reaction and context. The Clinton campaign said Trump was inciting violence. Trump's campaign had another explanation. Major Garrett is joining us now. Major? (laughs) Scott, Donald Trump's first impulse was to put out a statement that blamed the, quote, dishonest media. In it, the Trump camp felt no need to explain what Trump meant and address accusations that even indirectly he was calling for violence against Hillary Clinton. However, Scott, Trump did address this roiling controversy moments ago in an interview with CBS affiliate WNCN here in North Carolina. clarification on what he meant. If you could explain what you meant. Well, I think you're talking about, I'm not sure because I haven't heard this question, but I think you're talking about the power of people that are in favor of the Second Amendment and they have tremendous political power. Uh, and I think they really are strong. They're united. Okay, and then it goes on, and Susan Collins says she hates Trump and not going to vote for him, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was clearly uh, not a call to action to do anything violent to Hillary. What he was saying was that if they come to confiscate your guns, you're armed. And yep. there is going to be mutiny if people try to confiscate guns. It's like people will just get shot. Like whoever's trying to take your gun is going to get killed. That's what will happen in America. We're not just going to give up our guns like these pussy countries. It's not going to happen. Well, will, it, but a buyback, they'll give you a sweet deal. Yeah, no, Americans um, are not going to go for that. They're the statement not. certainly leaves a lot. I don't know that I buy their them saying, no, he's talking about the vote. I, I, I think he. I interpret it as like an, another in a series of bad Trump jokes. That's quite I, frankly. An assassination call? I mean, no. that seems a little extreme, but I, I, I also don't buy the like, oh, he was talking about their their voting habits. I don't think so. I, I don't buy that either. No. I kind of had this feeling. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched Comedy Central's Key and Peele. Um, I don't know why I plugged Comedy Central. Fuck them. They're like, they're, they're drinking the left's milk anyway. Um, like, yeah, they but, got uh, wrecked outside of Milo's party when we were there. Yeah, I think. I think anyway, I side story. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a Key and Peele sketch where they um, where um, they were playing. One of the guys was playing Tim Cook of Apple, and Jordan Peele was uh, like the production manager. He was like the stage manager. I was like, listen, listen, I, Tim, I need you to stay on script. It's like, okay, it's going to be good. It's going to be when I get it out there. I think Donald Trump literally throws out the script almost every time when he yeah. gets on yeah. stage. I got the uh, the statement he made about the Second Amendment, but you ever know in the back of the back of your head where it's just like, 
that's not gonna work with all the cameras oh, there. Yeah. yeah, it's bad strategy. It's it's oh, absolutely yeah. I do that all strategy. the time. He's constantly making me face palm. I'm like, why did you do it this way, Trump? But I don't know. Maybe it's working. I guess you know he got he got the nomination, so he must be doing something right. right? I thought about that. I've kind of thought about that. Like though, um, last week, um, I think when I saw your um, uh, uh, your skag uh, your skag video, uh, skag when you had your video about the Kazir Khan controversy, where he made his only disrespectful mention he made was of uh, the hijab. Uh, Khan's well, wife her, wearing? Yeah, her silence. Her silence yeah. was. Or, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, her silence. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But I, I thought about that. I was just like, Trump knew what he was doing. I bet he almost kind of anticipated a little bit of the backlash from that, too. Because yeah. you're talking to George Stephanopoulos right there. And he yeah. was in a doc- yeah. he was in a documentary with that one fucking Cajun dude. I forget what it's called, like where he worked on the Clinton campaign. <laughs> so like, I knew he was going to kind of take that a little bit wrong, or not necessarily him take it wrong personally. But I knew that on ABC they were going to spin that in the worst possible way. And oh, yeah. I said that, there that whole story enrages me. I don't want to take the temptation of going of relitigating that because that That's that okay. that con stuff, man. Uh, just rubbed me the wrong way. Just the media coverage of it rubbed me the wrong way. way. One week and it's just gone. Yeah. Well, no Susan one... Collins talked about it. We, she, she just, in her reaction of saying, "Why well, I can't support Trump, that was one of her chief reasons was, well, he said mean things about a gold star mother. We, whoa. She said she was My quiet. My computer just did something weird. But uh, You guys are still with me, right? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Like my computer just freaked out for a second, but it's good. Uh, there was something there was another piece of context you sent me. Uh, the Hillary Clinton assassination comment from yeah. 2008. Not that it's relevant Take to today, look. but it gives a little <laughs> bit of um, some understanding that this is not I think we were all in agreement that it was probably an ill-advised statement, but is it the worst thing ever? Does it warrant the reaction that it that it got? I don't know, and as a piece of evidence that it's maybe more com- I don't think these things should be common necessarily but it's happened before uh, let's see what Hillary had to say in 08 uh, Mikey sent me this before the show finally tonight has promised a special comment on Senator Clinton's assassination remark to the editorial board of the Argus leader newspaper of Sioux Falls South Dakota once again it was this asked if her continuing fight for the nomination against Senator Obama hurts the Democratic Party she replied quote I don't because again I've been around long enough you know, my husband did not wrap up the nomination in 1992 until he won the California primary somewhere in the middle of June, right? We all remember Bobby Kennedy was assassinated in June in California. You know, I just don't understand it. You know, there's lots of speculation about why it is. Okay, so that's Hillary basically saying, or Hillary when asked, why are you in the race? Uh, well, I'm in it because Obama might get shot. That's why I'm here. And she did apologize for it later. But it's kind of, I mean, this is actually directly referencing assassination. There's no right. interpretation right. there. Right. Not picked uh, up by the left, nor the actual assassination attempt on Donald Trump. Not picked up by Donald the Donald Trump didn't even say the word assassination. There, there, there was, are you talking about he the guy who stormed the shoot. stage? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, he so, did try to steal a cop's gun, and he really right. didn't have to kill him. I, mean, I yeah, forgot yeah, about that. no yeah. media coverage. That's probably why you forgot about it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. true. Thank I mean, you, Sargon, for that. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's like, I don't know, man. I, I like how he didn't even say the word trigger and the whole media got triggered. Yeah, trade. they did. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so so there was that. I mean, I think it's, it seems like we're all kind of uh, in general agreement that it's to call it an assassination threat or a threat of violence is a stretch. But it's probably just bad politics. It's not a well thought out statement. But again, I always put these things in the context of Trump. I get tired of this like 
Trump said something not thoughtful. Yeah, I know. I get it. That's <laughs> yeah, kind right. of his style. That's kind of his shtick. Like, you don't want to put the cameras in his face when he's, you know, giving all these monies to all these different charities and whatnot, you know. The, you, know you seem to forget other, he helped clean up, <laughs> was a part of the cleanup crew after 9-11, you know. Yeah. Well, do, the, other, the other thing that he said this week that, to me, is much more defensible because it, it's, to any reasonable person, this is obviously hyperbole. This is exaggeration. This is not a literal statement. But don't tell the people at PolitiFact who are in charge of vetting these things. Uh, I can't share it with you guys, but I will share it um, sure. with the broadcast here, and I'll read it to you. Um, here we go. Okay. Donald Trump's pants on fire claim that Barack Obama, quote, founded ISIS, Hillary Clinton was, quote, co-founder. They break it all down in detail that, like, here's the history of ISIS. And did you know that Barack Obama and Hillary were in the United States the whole time and didn't actually help them? Okay, yeah, we get it. It was hyperbole. Our ruling, their final... Um, decision here, why they've rated it as pants on fire lie. Trump said Obama, quote, founded ISIS. I would say the, the co-founder would be crooked Hillary Clinton. There's, there's a credible critique that Obama's and Clinton's foreign policy and military decisions helped create a space in which ISIS could operate and expand. But Trump explicitly rejected this formulation saying he literally means Obama's the founder of ISIS. Clinton is the co-founder. <laughs> Again, Come on! They like misuse the word literally, but people do that all the time. People do that all the time. It's oh, obvious he's not being literal. Do people In reality, think that he meant that, that they like went over to the Middle East and like figured yes. out. Yes, here's the next they have a sentence. Room for ISIS. Yes. Next, In next reality. The founder of ISIS was a terrorist. It is run by terrorists. Obama said destroying ISIS is a top priority. We rate it pants on fire. Yes, I get it. Obama was not there at the meeting. Clinton was not there at the meeting. And then they're like, it's, you could credibly say that they gave, that they had policies that gave rise to it. That's, that's insane. Or that's, that's completely reasonable. But to yeah. say that they actually were there, that's pants on fire absurd. Oh my God. Yeah, no, because you know, I guess the world just forgot about, um, one of those men in black neuralizer things kind of happened. Everybody just forgot about Libya yeah. for one. Everybody forgets about that. Everybody forgets about that nuke deal. Nuke deal? Wikipedia. I think I think any sensible person can understand he's exaggerating. I think the interesting question here, and, and um, we were talking about it, this goes back to what he said about the Second Amendment, what we were talking about before the show too. Do you think it's smart politics? Do you think this is a good play for Trump? This Obama founded ISIS, or should he switch the message or change, modify it? I think it it's or, good. I mean, he needs to modify it because it's not, you know, people are not going to be receptive to it. But I think if he hones it in, I think it's a good direction to go. That's the association we want to make. We want to make... Hillary and Obama be revealed as the Islamic apologists that they really are. So this association, I think it's good. I think it was its presentation was not great, though, I, as I, like it I said, never is with Trump. <laughs> I, I think you're kind of right about that. Like he, he obviously could have cleaned that up some. But I feel like with his voter base, like his hardcore from day fucking one voter base right there, there should be like, yep, yep, goddamn yeah, right. They, yeah. they goddamn created them fucking and, <laughs> and me i'm kind of a little bit late in the game with like you know the the you know hashtag trump 2016 team because you know we know how hillary likes to treat our socialists uh <laughs> yeah. gives them nice big awesome paychecks and buys new houses that's for later although i'm sorry oh but, yeah uh, <laughs> so we got we got to i mean do you want to move into hillary's business this week we got yeah, to so my favorite at uh, this broke what was it monday or tuesday 
I immediately uh, messaged you, Blonde, and was like, I cannot effing believe yeah. this. Like, yeah. look at this story. Omar's dad is on stage with Hillary, and he endorsed Hillary to rep with reporters after. How is this possible? How is this possible? So let me um, let me cue that video up because I've got that story as well. I'll pull up the video. <laughs> they were up Trump's ass about this David Duke thing, though. But this is getting no no media coverage. They're so, such fucking hypocrites. Meanwhile, an unexpected know, right? guest appeared at Hillary Clinton's rally in Orlando yesterday. Uh, you see him there. The this father is so of okay the nightclub shooter actually highlighted uh, to the lower right hand of your screen. Sadiq Mateen actually uh, had that oh seat God. sitting directly behind uh, Clinton. That red is that a Make America Great night, hat? <laughs> no, it's a Mercedes hat, but it looks like it. People shouldn't be surprised to see him at a campaign. But listen to this interview. The interview with the reporter citizen. after here is Legend bizarre. Is good for United States versus uh, Donald Trump. What went into your decision about no. going to this event right near Orlando where this Pulse nightclub shooting happened? Uh, I, I wish, because I spoke a lot about that, and I wish that uh, my son joined the army and fought ISIS and destroyed ISIS, that would be much better. Did Hillary Clinton's campaign know that you yeah. were going to that event? That would have been better. Directly behind her? Uh, it's, it's a democratic party, so everybody can, uh, can join. Do you think that some people will be surprised to know and to see that you were there in Orlando or near Orlando? Why? why, why I am. They should be surprised. I, I love the United States. And I've been oh, what the fuck? The Clinton campaign has says that it was Get not aware that Mateen was in the crowd. Of course, Mateen's son Omar killed 49 people in that attack in Orlando. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Right. The elephant in the room. Uh, yes. Okay. So th this is interesting because I'm not prepared to say his dad can't go. I mean, it's tragic for him, too. I want that emphasis. I mean, I know he's said some weird crap in the past he's said pro-taliban statements anti-gay statements he seems like he might have some bad ideas in his head however um i don't know that he bears direct responsibility for this tragedy who knows but what i'm saying is it's not crazy for him to go to a rally if he wants to but what is crazy is for him to get on stage with hillary which but you don't just waltz up there okay that that is an invitation yeah. only area and of course they probably didn't vet him to the extent to know that he's Sadiq Mateen, Omar's dad. Mm -hmm. yeah, but really. as a lot of people correctly pointed out and a lot of coverage and critique of this, it seems to be that all that happened was the Clinton campaign said, Hey, look, a brown guy, come on up. And that's yeah. kind of, we need diversity up here. And that's kind of the critique at, at play here is the, the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself cares more about the appearance of diversity than terrorism, immigration, oh, threats yeah. to our society. This to me is presidential responsibilities. Yeah, it's it's not only a horrendously embarrassing mistake, but it show it to me it it. I don't think it's unreasonable to extrapolate some broader themes Absolutely. or philosophies out of that. Absolutely. And somebody in the live chat just said this, but imagine if Dylan Roof's dad was at a Trump rally. Oh, yeah. The media for oh, yeah. months and months would be all over that. They would shit their was, pants. We would never hear the end of it. I was even I was even going to say the same thing. Even with the uh, even with the um, assassination attempt on Trump, imagine like almost all these controversies were on the other, like all oh, these yeah. other controversies were on the other like foot, I guess. 
Yeah, I was just like, yeah. you no, no one would care about this. Every and you mentioned the whole David Duke thing, but no one seems to remember a Grand Dragon. I think um, I want to say either Florida or Californian by the name of William Quigg. Wizard, wizard, not dragon. Grand, right? Grand Dragon, Grand Wizard, Grand fucking <laughs> dumbass with a pointy hat, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. he, his name is Will Quigg, and he donated twenty. Uh, twenty grand to the um to the Clinton campaign. No one is ever making news about that. No one's making like any news about um her love for Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood. And she preached eugenics. Yeah. It talked about you know they originally like started abortions in America to get rid of black babies, like because they didn't want black children to be born. All none of this, none of the none of the uh, like uncolorful Hillary Clinton history comes up, and that's sadly like the most interesting yeah. history about Hillary is And it's all so traceable shit. too. There's so much evidence. Everybody's seen Clinton cash, but like everybody knows this is what's going on in the Clinton Foundation, not to mention their ties to Islam and how much money they've gotten from countries that are Islamic dictatorships. I mean, not, millions, not hundreds of millions of dollars. Speaking not of the uh, voters, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, while we're on the topic of the Clinton Foundation, I just want to put that article up as well, because that's the other big revelation this week. Um, and it's, there's a, I'm not completely caught up on this story there's some details that i oh where's my story here hold on some details i'm not entirely caught up on yet but again you know again email batch provides additional evidence that clinton foundation donors got access at the state department without getting into the details here uh, more detail uh, more emails released uh, through a lawsuit and a Freedom of Information Act request from a group called Judicial Watch. Uh, they went through a public records lawsuit, got more emails. They appear to show a lot of situations in which people who were financial supporters of the Clinton Foundation got special treatment uh, and special service from the State Department. So evidence for um, a pay-for-play type situation and, and some impropriety oh, with her. Oh, yep. what a fucking surprise. What yeah. a surprise. So I hear, mean, there, you there's hear that. Surprise! Y'all want to hear another yes. surprise? Maybe. Is it gonna when, fill when, you with rage? Oh yeah! Whenever <laughs> the feds knocked on the red religious door and said, "Listen, we need. Can we get access to investigate here?" Loretta just yeah. said, "No, nah. no, you can't." <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's some other element of this story I forget that I don't have um, a story pulled up on, but basically it was something like the DOJ. Some, the FBI wanted to investigate this, but the DOJ yeah. stopped them. Is that is that how this yeah. worked? Yeah, that's so what So there's that's... all kinds of political gamesmanship at play in terms of what gets investigated here and not. But um... fucking believable. This is so disheartening, though, because like I expect every dump of emails to illuminate the Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton enough that people are going to wake up. But I really do believe that there's nothing that she can do that's going to well, stop I'm, people. I'm like she can kill there. people. And it's probably not going to make it. I mean, people, rich, pe man. the the, the yeah, Clinton yeah. apologists will always say, um, "Well, she's been cleared every time," and and yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to go full tinfoil hat, even though I could with James Comey and some other people. But that that is true. But think about this, like, yeah, okay, but so you're is accused, Casey Anthony, you know, you're accused of a crime mm. and, and cleared. Okay, you you went through the process. That's fine. What if Casey Anthony kill was accused of like another baby and was cleared again and then was accused of like a third or fourth or fifth baby and all of a sudden her trunk is just full of dead babies allegedly but she's cleared every time I mean at some point where there's smoke there's fire and I say that with with full acknowledgement that we need to give deference to our legal system and due process and all of that but there's there's so much smoke here. I have a hard time believing that all of these things are as clean as the investigations suggest that they are. 
it's funny you mentioned the the Casey Anthony thing. I, I kind of said to myself because I um, let's just say around my neck of the woods, I know a lot more people who do want to vote for Hillary Clinton. So I kind of saved the joke only because I'd be overrun by people. Like I don't know uh, as many Trump supporters in my neck of the woods, but I did think in my head like, oh man, like I guess we're gonna get Casey Anthony as I guess the new Secretary of State if uh, Hillary wins the presidency now. Yeah, really. She even kills that might babies actually increase too. her popularity. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be a little PR stunt. I mean, I'm not like hard on like the whole pro-life, pro-choice thing because I have a dick. So I guess my uh, my opinion's kind of a moot point anyway. Yeah, you're not allowed to have. I don't an like opinion. that argument though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I, stupid argument. Th- thank you, thank you, thank you. Because like I, I, I kind of feel like I'm not really so harsh on like the whole like um. Uh, pro-choice or pro-life thing but i i hate the fact that like the man the male's voice is completely like you know like illegitimate like deleted in the whole argument it's my body but is it because there's a baby inside of you that it take them it took a man to help create i I figured like if you guys are gonna have like an abortion can at least be like a team discussion or something like that because like what if you're with a partner and you guys had a really 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 bad fight or something like that and you storm the fuck out and then she is withholding a pregnancy from you despite all this time and then when you get back you see like a like a sheet of paper on the on the dresser that says like wait a second you got an abortion you didn't even tell me you had a fucking kid oh well it's my body and you have to deal with it yeah okay where's my phone so i can call you hall we're this fucking relationship yeah, is done yeah. <laughs> i don't know how That's you would legislate me. that though yeah no you can't you can't legislate feels and if I, if they'll if try though to, if yeah. we it's only a matter the left of time will the left is doing it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to just get rid of the Bill of Rights entirely. It's just going to be right to feels, and that's it. I mean, you might as well scrap the whole Constitution, not just the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Right to feels, every, that's how everything will be uh, handled in court. Uh, did you hurt feelings? Yes. Yes, I did. Or yes, you did. Okay, guilty. Simple as that. Yeah. Nationwide mandate, take off your police gun and belt and cuffs before you pull over any uh, pull over any uh, minority yeah, uh, drivers now. It, I was Man. joking on Twitter with a friend. I forget what he said. It was something like, uh, <laughs> he said something to the effect of only in America would we celebrate. It was on my, it was on the Michael Brown anniversary. And he said only in America. Oh, would we, and this is, this was Jay, uh, Buff Lama. Shout out to Buff Lama if he's listening. But um, <laughs> uh, he said only in America would we celebrate the life of a criminal while also trying to elect a criminal. And he was referring to Hillary Clinton. And my response to him was, <laughs> Damn. hey, idiot. Only straight white males can be criminals. I mean, that's the that's the society that we're headed towards at this point. He was I mean, vic- Michael Brown, not a criminal. Victim. Hillary Clinton, not a criminal. Yeah, they're all they're all victims of this conspiracy. Like if she's going to drive this country like, into the yeah. ground. If she's elected. Well, I, like, <laughs> it seems I like we're headed that way, no matter what. <laughs> I did see one thing though. Like I saw, she just might hit the gas a little harder. Anyway, I I saw a video of a CNN's Van Jones talked about essentially like him predicting, despite everything he says on TV, he predicts a Trump presidency, and he was saying like any time that you have anything less than a ninety-two percent of the black vote, then you're lost. It's over. And I've seen so many thousands of black Trump users, like Trump users on Twitter. I was like, I didn't think this was fucking But the real. polls like, say there are yeah. effectively none. The polls say he's in fourth behind Jill Stein and Gary Johnson. I absolutely okay. don't believe that. I, I, don't I believe can't trust any of the polling here. I just don't mm. trust it. I mean, if there's any election not to trust the polling, it's this one because up is down yeah. and sky is orange. Because you, you have to think about like who, like who, like how they, um, 
how they wrangle around people to get for polls and stuff like that. You know, they're probably just going to a fucking shopping mall, like do the yeah. family thing. Yeah, we don't you know, know what kind of questions were asked. They could be phrased, you know. Survey like, says. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> for pre- whatever. Uh, with the last couple of minutes, you want to get into the Bernie story? Um, that motherfucker played us. Played uh, everybody. Let me, let me give it context. <laughs> uh, let me pull up the Bernie story. Because I don't think much of this, but you can sell me on it. Um, I, the the, the more, and more I talk about it, it's it's just gonna sound like I'm just bitching, like I'm just being stupid. <laughs> That's what I think everyone's doing. But the so the <laughs> title is the internet could turn quickly, even on Bernie Sanders. With, without reading the whole thing here, the highlights are Bernie Sanders uh, recently purchased a lakefront home in North Hero, Vermont, his home state. The almost six hundred thousand dollar four bedroom home includes five hundred feet of beachfront uh, land. Uh, they apparently sold a home that they had in in Maine to to acquire this home. It's not actually that large uh it's only 1800 square feet less than the average american home but it is in a nice location uh and a lot of people are pissed uh bernie sanders just bought a vacation home in late champlain the family's third home for five hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. how is is this uh is it how bernie's socialism looks like so everyone's you know saying that it's it's <laughs> how hypocritical of him to to do such a thing but i don't know is i i consider this to be basically a non-issue but Convince me okay, otherwise. No, 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 no. There's, there's nothing to convince you of always. Okay. I, had to think of, I had to think about this again where you were reading the story aloud. And I was like, oh, what is the property value in Vermont like, though, anyway? I guess kind of houses would be a little more expensive. And it's not the... So I was like, shit, I got mad for no fucking reason, I guess. Well, I was like, let's say in a hypothetical, I mean, even if it was like a three... Let's say a multi-million dollar home. Is that... I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I guess, a, I'm still stewing over the fact that like how, how easy... I mean, I guess in order to keep his job, um, like how easy it was for him to just like, you know, co-sign Hillary, like given everything he said, you know. Yeah, that man has no principles. I mean, here's the thing. When I'm sitting there, and I'm not the hugest Ted Cruz fan, but when I'm sitting there and say like Ted Cruz did the ballsiest thing at his own convention by saying, vote with your conscience and got booed off fucking stage like he was at the Apollo, I got to give him his... I'm good at this. I gotta oh, give him his props. Way, before we go, can you just give me like this dude? You have some good impressions, particularly Seth Rogen. Can you give me like a one or two sentence? Can Seth Rogen break down this story, the rest of this story? I'd like to hear that. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Or just give me like something in the Seth Rogen voice from the podcast. So I'm talking to my friend here, Bernie Sanders. He's 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 gonna be president of the United States. Thank you very much, Seth Rogen. I will be president of the United States. <laughs> But nor do we got to do this together because we are one people. We will end racism. He's going to end racism and we're all going to be paid the same. <laughs> Drink Bud Light. Yeah. That motherfucker was harvested and grown by Frank Oz himself. How do you yeah. have a voice like that? And fuck his laugh. He has the second most annoying celebrity laugh behind Eddie Murphy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's my take to get... To get serious on the Bernie issue for a second. I do believe that it's like people consider Trump making ties in Mexico hypocritical because he wants those jobs here, but he sends them else. At some level, like you can have a vision for what America should be and operate within the America that currently exists. I think that you can do that without being hypocritical. So I, think, I don't know. It's super. Isn't it his third house? Yeah, but they sold one. So I don't know if it's it is a vacation home. They're not going to live there full time. It's definitely this is a vacation highly home. hypocritical for somebody that advocates wealth redistribution in the top mm. tier uh, of the populace. That that's an insane thing to do. <laughs> I think that this is highly hypocritical. So, so should he things. like? Do you think he should 
um, like give it he to charity. He should be living or... a mod, uh, like a modest as hell lifestyle if he a- actually advocates socialism. Igloo. And he's the he's the one percent. Why doesn't he just give ninety percent of his wealth? Or just cut the you check know, to the government? Our boy Stephen Crowder even said it himself. Like you can't be anti-establishment. You are the establishment. <laughs> so <laughs> scratch it <that> out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see where you're coming. I, I I can see the point you're making. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think about. I guess I'm just. I just. Don't I don't know I don't. Oh, care. someone in the chat just said they inherited a house. That actually changes things. I think the one they, they sold, it? they inherited. Uh, maybe I might be wrong. It might say in the story, but I don't know. Whatever. How do you what? pay? How do you give six hundred grand to somebody if you inherited some shit? Like where'd it go? <laughs> like, and he only makes one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars a year. Is that true? Is that the Senate? That sounds about like what yeah. the Senate salary should be, but I don't know that's what other still, income he might have speaking and books wife. and stuff. But yeah, his wife. Well, his wife ran the, like whatever college in Vermont into the ground. Oh, they're bankrupt. Yeah. Mm. That story got no coverage. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing that a few months ago. Jesus. Anyway. They don't touch the blue donkey team in the news unless you're a woman, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I hope Bernie lives out his days and, uh, we'll probably never hear from him again. Don't ask for no guest spots on on SNL no more. Ever. Oh yeah, he's not getting that. Not anymore. Don't talk to me no fucking more. If I see you on my fucking news, Bernie, I'm switching the channel, or I'm just gonna break the TV. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see, the, the MAGA hats back on. So we are uh, we're actually overtime. We're over the hour. So unless you guys so got more sorry. you want to talk about, uh, we can round it out. I want to say shit. In, I want to say shit else. I'm All done. Right. I'm Long done. You want, I'm you done. <laughs> All done. We're all pissed off from all the bad news of the week. Hopefully this next week is better, but let's be honest. Nobody likes talking about happy things. We like to get mad at outrageous things. So let's hope I'd actually like to see that in the show one time, guys. I would like to like talk about something happy and positive. Yeah. Well, at at least the sound is going to be happy (laughs) and positive because it's starting next week. I'm hoping for that studio sound. It's going to be awesome. Blonde is going to, has never sounded better. It's going to be awesome. Always Thanks for appreciate the awesome, awesome. comments down below. Always appreciate <laughs> Always. our patrons who help us make the show better. Uh, anyway, let me round it out. Otherwise, I'll just sit here BSing forever. And it's about <laughs> 85 degrees in my room as usual. And I'm me too. It's hot as shit in here. Yeah. Let's go. It's uh, nice anyway, breezy in my shit. It's biggest nice. Mikey, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, you you yeah, heard it. You. It's uh, Becca, Matt, you're awesome. The biggest Mikey podcast. Follow him on Twitter. It's at biggest underscore Mikey. Those are commands, not suggestions. You have to do it. Links are in the description. Um, thank you kindly to our live viewers and our, our live chatters as well. If you're listening on demand on YouTube or in an audio platform, thank you as well for supporting the show. Remember, you can email us beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Take your questions, requests, or suggestions there. We'll be back next Sunday with that awesome radio sound. Remember, if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty in the Beta. We'll see you then. Sorry, not sorry.